Jewish audio on Chabad.org. The Basics of Hasidus, Chapter 5, Yechida, Section 1, Defining Hasidus, The Four Dimensions of Torah. In our previous discussion regarding the nature of the Torah, we explained that there are four dimensions or levels of Torah interpretation. These levels are referred to as Paradise, which is an acronym for Pshat, Remez, Durush, and Said. Translated, these dimensions are the literal meaning, the hinted depths, the homiletic perspective, and the mystical interpretation, respectively. We have also explained the reason that there are these four distinct levels of Torah. Given that the Torah is in essence pristine divine wisdom, for the Torah to be appreciated in this world, it must undergo a process of descent through the various realities or worlds of Seder Hishtalshalus. As the Torah descends this metaphorical ladder rung by rung, it gradually becomes more relevant to the physical element, ultimately arriving at the pshat being grasped at simple face value in this world. Thus, while the four different levels of Torah all express the same core ideas, they are presented in different genres relative to their respective positions on the rung of descent into our tangible world. Just as in our physical world, the pshat is appreciated as being the most fundamental, in the loftiest world of Atsilus, the soid is appreciated as most inherent. As such, the four levels of Torah correspond to the four worlds. The Enigma of Hasidus Presently, in our conversation of the nature and function of Hasidus, we meet a roadblock. Where does Hasidus fit into the scheme of Torah interpretation? On the one hand, Hasidus does place much emphasis on the practical, however, it surely is not pshat. On the other hand, its discussion of mysticism cannot, pass, cannot possibly classify it as soid, for Hasidus is not a for-mystics-only pursuit. Seemingly, Hasidus does not meet the criteria to fit any specific Torah designation. For the explanation of the non-otherworldly nature of the mystical but action-oriented Hasidus, we must look within and discover something about the Neshama. Section 2, The Explanation The Fifth Dimension Similar to the Torah, the soul contains four dimensions which actually correspond to the four levels of paradise. Like the Torah, the soul descends through the worlds of Hishtalshalus. Thus, the various levels of the soul, ranging from the selfless to the practical, coincide with the equivalent dimensions within the Torah. The practical facet of the soul that inhabits the world of Asiya is called Nefesh. The emotional element of the soul, relating to the world of Yitzira, 
is termed Ruach. The intellectual capacity of the soul, which is of the world of Berea, is named Neshama. The transcendent, altruistic part of the soul that inhabits the world of Atsilas is referred to in the Zohar as the Neshama of the Neshama. The Midrash, however, states that the soul has five names, indicating that there is a fifth dimension of the soul, one not enumerated in Zohar. While the Zohar called the supra-rational level of the soul, the neshama of the neshama, the Midrash enumerates two such levels. Beyond the first three levels of nefesh, ruach, and neshama, the Midrash lists the fourth level as chaya, as well as a fifth dimension, yechida. Chassidus explains that chaya inhabits atzilus, while the fifth dimension of the soul, Yechida, transcends Atsilas. Yechida translates as singular, referring to the soul's innermost core, which is one with God in a constant and quintessential unity. While the other four dimensions of the soul carry some function which defines them, the bond of Yechida to God is intrinsic without any agenda or bias. Therefore, Yechida does not relate to a specific world as it is boundless and undefinable. The Yechida is perhaps best known by the Yiddish term, the Pintel Yid, literally translated as the Jewish dot. Eloquently ambiguous, this term gives no insight into this innermost sense of being. However, while the Yechida may elude definition, this does not mean it is not there. In fact, a Jew doesn't even need to believe in the existence of the soul to feel that unmistakable yet undefinable Jewish core. The Yechida is most integral to Jewish identity. Deep down, within the heart of every Jew, this element of our character is unequivocally bound to God. Loyal and unwavering, the core of the Jew cannot imagine any alternative. In its eyes, God is the obvious reality of its existence. The Talmud teaches that it is this unyielding faithfulness that causes the nation of Israel to be called Jews or Yehudim. Beyond being the name of the fourth tribe of Israel, Yehuda, or Yehudi, denotes encompassing acknowledgement and submission to God. While not all Jews descend from the tribe of Yehuda, they are each granted the title Yehudi due to their inherent loyalty to God. The Yehuda's conviction is steadfast and can never be persuaded or influenced by any force, whether external or internal. The Yechida is the unbreakable Jewish spirit. The Yechida of Torah. Parallel to the soul, the Torah must also have a fifth dimension, one that likewise does not fit into any specific definition. While Pshat 
Remez, Derush, and Soid encompass the various expressions and applications of the Torah, there must be a soul core of Torah. The core element is what Torah is before it descends into Hishtaushalus. At this quintessential point, the Torah is nothing else but godly. It is this undefinable fifth level of Torah, which is the wisdom of Hasidus. In chapter 3, we discuss the parable of a king whose son was deathly ill but was revived by an elixir made from the jewel in the center of the king's crown. The jewel was crushed, mixed with water, and fed to the prince. We used this analogy to describe how the Jewish people, who were in a state of spiritual faintness, were revived by the elixir of Hasidus. In the context of the higher spheres, which parallel the Pardes, the crown jewel represents the highest level of the soul, Yechida. This is divine wisdom, as it is rooted in the Ein Sof, the infinity of God himself, Torah at its core. Because this element of Torah is so clearly focused on God himself, it resonates with all Jews. Triggering the inherent bond that every Jew shares with God, it activates the soul's inner sense of oneness with God. This revelation of the soul connection grants the Jew the resolve to completely dedicate themselves to fulfilling God's mitzvahs without personal bias. In this manner, Hasidus cultivates the core of the neshama in every Jew, the Yechida, bringing the depths of the esoteric to become alive in practical application. This similarity of Hasidus to the core of the soul, the Yechida, would also explain the relationship between Paradise and the between Hasidus and the Paradise of Torah. Just as the Yechida does not add another functional capacity to life, rather it is the soul's very identity. So too, Hasidus does not add a new arena of Torah, rather it reveals new perspective within the Torah's existing elements. Thus, Hasidus does not merely coincide or overlap with the other realms of Torah interpretation. Instead, because it is the essence of Torah, its relevance to all parts of Torah is most natural as it is their core.